This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Well, I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your huckleberry. This is Dirt and Sprague. Why, Johnny Ringo. Look like somebody just walked over your grave. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. If it's not with you, Holiday, I'll beg to differ, sir. We started a game we never got to finish. <laughs> Play for blood, remember? Dirt and Sprague on 1080. I was just fooling about. I wasn't. The fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here. On YouTube.com backslash 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2. And of course... Portland's powerful sports leader, 1080 AM. If you missed the first hour of the show, you can catch it at 1080thefan.com. We like to call that our Service Patriots podcast section. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash 1080thefan. You can be a part of the show. we got a mail sack to get to at 815 today. That we do, Bob. So the mail sack for any new listeners here on YouTube or the radio station, uh, the mail sack is basically a Reddit AMA. Ask us. Anything you want at all. It doesn't have to be sports-related. It can be sports-related. Uh, we try to get to all the mail sack questions that we can. Sometimes questions will derail a segment, and we end up getting a couple of them. But you can fire those away at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them at VancouverFord.com. You can also put them in the YouTube chat is what I saw. So we'll just extend the Vancouver Ford text line over there for the day. That's right. Uh, we have a lot to get to in the second hour here. Yes, we do. Andrew, um, I'm disappointed you're not in a costume today. <laughs> you're making me look like an idiot. Somebody said I look like Diet Slim Shady. <laughs> Diet Slim Shady? You Diet, gotta, yeah. I'm okay. skinnier than Slim Shady. Uh, mm-hmm. I have, you know, beard's kind of the same as his. I'm not sure if his beard's real. Is he is is he bald? Is he, did he go bald? He's still got hair, No, he's, he? I think he still has hair. He's still got the buzz cut. Although with celebrities, I can never tell who was going to become bald and yeah. who has, like, just genetically, they have hair. He wears a lot of hats. I feel like he's a hat guy older in life. He's a hoodie guy. Hoodie guy. He's become hoodie, yeah. like, I'm rapping in the... Yeah. In the, in the in things. The thing. Sure. I don't know where you're going. I haven't listened to Eminem in a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eminem's my guy. I haven't listened to Eminem in a long time. Yeah, I I don't I'm I'm not quite going Slim Shady because you're bald today. I think you can do different ones, but Slim Shady one, that one doesn't make sense to me. I'm Chauncey Bellops. There you go. And if somebody says, Well, you're white, I'd say, Well, I'm Joe Cronin then. That's right. Either or. <laughs> doesn't matter to me. Uh Brad Spielberger at seven thirty, and then after the mail sec, Andrew Nemec on the OSAA's incredibly flubbed handling of playoff seating and Elijah Rushing five star lineman commits to Oregon, their second five star defensive lineman 
in this recruiting class. That's pretty good. They have more blue-chip defensive recruits than any team in the country. Yeah, well, I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about the <laughs> National Football League. It's very depressing to know that your team's probably going to win a national championship sometime in the next five years. It's very depressing for me. But I'm happy for you. Nobody's giving us a chance. We're just working hard week in and week out. We're grinding, and uh, we're trying to prove the doubters wrong. You're going to be the most annoying neighbor the night your team wins a title. <laughs> You're going to just be shirtless running down the street with a duck flag, aren't you? I got you? a beaver that lives across the street from Do me, too. Do you really? Yeah. His son oh. once came over to the house to like drop off a package and said, when you put up the duck flag, I realized we couldn't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, hey, keep that spirit, buddy. How... Let's be honest here. Let's open up a trust tree. How depressed is Devonta Adams right now? Very depressed. They suck. They're the team's bad. Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't worry, he's a winner. He this wins though. Out. He's gonna win. But dirt. T- people told me <laughs> the stats don't always matter with Jimmy. He no. he wins. He's Everybody says he wins. <laughs> that's all you need in quarterback is a winner, not a guy that's gonna hold the ball for 17 seconds in the pocket every time he drops back to throw or miss two wide open touchdown passes Dude. to Devontae Adams. They would have. They almost had a 98 yard touchdown. The Lions lost him from the two yard line in coverage, and he overthrew him by 15 yards out of bounds. And then he had one later on in the 16. game again, wide open down the sideline. Not a, there wasn't a defender within 15 yards of him, and he missed him twice. He would have had almost 168 yards of receiving yards on yes. two plays, but Jimmy G can't complete a deep pass to save his life. Yep. Niner fans had to have been watching that going, ah, that looked familiar. That's why you upgraded a quarterback. And I know it doesn't feel like it right now because you lost three in a row, but you upgraded a quarterback because that dude sucks. He's never been very good. He was just propped up by an elite roster that a lot of different quarterbacks would have won in. And now, I look, this is one of my biggest takeaways from the offseason was the excitement level in getting to watch Jimmy Garoppolo without an elite head coach and elite talent around him so we can see him for the quarterback that he truly is. And that has borne out here in the first eight games of the season. Him. His footwork is really sloppy. He's not good, man. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's, good. Not. he's, he's not a poor man's good. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins blows that dude out of the water. I don't understand. What I don't understand from the Raiders, and they they basically they're doubling down on this. Is Devontae Adams was asked, "Hey, you know, how do you feel?" And he 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 basically to say, "I can't say how I feel because the media will blow up the quote." But I think we saw how he felt when he slammed the helmet on the ground, and then Josh Jacobs was asked what he could do to help change the offense, and he said, "That's that's not my job." Here is Devontae Adams in the locker room just demoralized. I honestly, I, I don't know what to say at this moment. I, I truly don't. I wish I had the, the words to, you know, to say something that's not going to get blown up in the media and, and taken out of context. So I'm going to just, I, I truly, I just don't know. What are you feeling right now? Can you elaborate on anything going through your mind? Frustration, but I mean, that's that kind of goes without saying. Devontae, I know you said that you know you have confidence whenever you're out there in the offense's ability, but is it kind of hard to, to maintain that when the results are what they've been? No, it's not hard to maintain the confidence in our offense. It's just hard to curb your frustration when you can't put it together when you know you should. The trade deadline is today. Yes, it is. Do you think he gets traded? I hope he gets traded. Do you think he's demanding the Raiders to trade him? Because I don't know why he would want to stay there. Yeah, there's no point. They're clearly going in the south direction. He wants to go the other direction. They're going to tank for a quarterback. Like, that's just not a very good football team. They've somehow stumbled into three wins this year. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that Garoppolo has missed some time. They they didn't complete a pass to a wide receiver in the first half of the game. Yeah, it's inexcusable they what did they did. They did not have a completion to a wide receiver. The only time he targeted Devontae, I want to say, was when he 
threw the pick in the end zone immediately following a momentum-changing fumble early in that game. We were like, yeah, look at that. The Lions are going to be kind of stupid tonight. Here you go, Raiders. Here's a fumble at the 40-yard line. And he chucked the ball into double coverage the first play of the next series, trying to target Devontae, underthrew him by five yards, and it was the easiest interception I've ever seen. Threw it right to a, a DB. He didn't have a completion to a wide receiver in the first half. I hope, for the sake of football, I love watching Devontae Adams play. Me too. He can be an absolute game changer depending on where he is dealt, if he is dealt. And for the sake of my entertainment as, you know, aspect of the rest of the season, I hope he demands a trade because I want to see him on a good team with an opportunity. It was 26 to 14. The Lions are 15 and 3 against the spread their last 18. So they're covering machines dirt. You were all over that one. I jumped on that train with you last night. Seven of the 14 from the Raiders, however, come via Jared Goff pick six. So <laughs> yes, they did. I was seven, a little nervous. I moment. was too. I was like, oh Damn no. It, Jared! And then I thought there might be a backdoor cover at the end of the game, which by the way, yes. they, they started kind of driving, and you're like, oh no. They had like three different possessions in the final five minutes of that game. I'm like, can we just end this and win a ticket, please? Uh the Chargers win this weekend. Herbert's bad finger, not a problem. He throws for almost 300 yards. Thank you for the overprop there. Ew. Three touchdowns. Thank you for the over one and a half touchdowns prop there. Uh, the Chargers beat the Bears soundly in Sunday Night Football. Saw this stat: uh, the Chargers Herbert would be twenty-two and six in games that the Chargers defense give up less than twenty-eight points. So you just allow your opponent to not score more than four touchdowns, and you're twenty-two and six. Twenty-two and six <laughs> in that same span. But no, it's his fault. He's the, he's the reason they're not winning. It's not because they have the highest pay defense in the league that's the worst defense in the league that's not the reason they're not winning it's because their star quarterback's not good clearly right I'm not gonna I mean the Bears suck that was not a <laughs> I didn't watch a ton of that game because it was like all right this is over that one was a quarter terrible in. football game it was horrible badge into the 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 excitement around that dude is gone like Bajent, if you don't beat the Chicago Bears at home on Sunday Night Football, you got bigger fish to fry. The Chargers have an interesting schedule going forward because they get in two weeks. You go to um, in, in two weeks you go to Detroit, I believe, or no, they get them at home, but it'll be a home game for the Detroit Lions. And then this week, I believe they're Monday Night Football against the Jets, who have now won what a handful of games in a row. The Jets are above five hundred, so it's like, mm. all right, we'll find out. I, I'm not putting much stock in your win over the mm. Chicago Bears. That might be the worst team in the NFL. Remember NFL Zigzag last week? I brought I the Jets up. I brought that game up, and you just laughed your <laughs> ass off through it, didn't you? I mean, I will continue to laugh my ass off. They can't keep getting away with this. How did they win that football game? How many of the Jets had like that in this oh, winning streak? Like, ridiculous. that's not a good team. Zach Wilson sucks, but they're just finding ways because they're playing in like rainstorms. We had a real opportunity with the Giants beating the Jets in one of the worst football games I've ever followed. With minus nine yards passing an NFL record. <laughs> they had a chance. They're the right Giants there. could have won the game yeah. with minus nine yards passing against the Jets this weekend. But they chose to kick a field goal with an injured kicker <laughs> instead of trying to pick up a yard with Saquon Barkley. Yes, make it make sense, Brian Dayball. Yeah, how'd that work out? Is there anybody who has had a rougher end to a honeymoon period than Brian Dayball in the NFL? Oh, that's a good question. A rougher end to the honeymoon period. Of that just guy like, was a genius. He took them to the playoffs last year. He got Daniel Jones to play at a somewhat efficient clip. They won a playoff game. They beat the Vikings. They went on the road yeah. and won in Minnesota. They and it was did. like, all right, here comes Brian Dayball. This dude's got big balls. He's kind of funny. He drives his truck to the facility. He's going to take over New York football. They are awful. Somebody said, I just tuned in. Why is Dirt doing a show with Jada Pinkett Smith? <laughs> Jesus. Is Tupac the true love of your life, too? Is that yeah. what you're trying to and tell me And I'm going right to let now? you know about yeah. it every year of our marriage. <laughs> 
I'm going to go slap that listener in the face. You don't disrespect my <laughs> wife like that. Uh, Keep my wife's name out your mouth. Technically, you're not my husband. Okay. But it, please true, go true. humiliate yourself I on still, national television. I will still defend you to the death. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I know we pay attention. It's a quarterback-heavy league. Um, and I, I brought up the current MVP odds, which I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the quarterback play in the NFL. But these are the top five MVP odds in Vegas. Tua is the favorite. Patrick is second. I call him Patrick. We don't say Mahomes here. Patrick and me, we go way back. Yes, you do. Uh, Jalen Hurts is third. Lamar is fourth. And Josh Allen is fifth. Those are your top five right now uh, NFL MVP odds according to DraftKings and FanDuel. I actually want to ask you, there are two players on this list Hmm. that I'm wondering, without disrespecting one of them, because I want him to get his flowers, if they should be subbed out for their wide receivers. Should Tyreek Hill, who now has <laughs> over 1,000 yards receiving, the fastest to 1,000, he is on track to do exactly what he wanted, and that's to have 2,000-plus yards receiving. He's on track for that. Yeah. You know who's just barely behind him? A.J. Brown. Should Tua and Jalen be subbed out for A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill? I yeah yeah if for for team for league MVP yeah the, I don't think Jalen Hurts has played that well this year me either I was surprised like, to see him third on this list that's that's the quarterback good team thing they have one loss and they're the favorite in the NFC probably for people down because the 49ers have lost a few in a row I I just I I don't look at him and say that's an MVP when I've watched him this season and not that he didn't play well this past weekend and he hasn't had moments Tyreek Hill would be my vote right now. If I could vote. If you could pick an MVP. If I were voting as of today, I would vote for Tyreek Hill. That dude's been an absolute nightmare every single week. He, he like, the touchdown numbers are great. He's on pace to break the all-time record for receiving yards or have one of those type of seasons. He's in that category. Like, do none of those quarterbacks to me, uh, two is probably deserving of at least of the quarterbacks having the, the most conversation because his numbers are the best at this point. But Josh Allen's turned the ball over a ton. Hurts has turned the ball over a ton. Mahomes has been fine. I like. I think a lot of that is his wide receivers in Kansas City, and they're still trying to figure that out and navigate that. But in a year where you haven't had one of those quarterbacks rise above everybody else, I would vote for Tyreek Hill right now. I uh, Lamar is the one for me that if I'm going quarterback, I'm going Lamar. Yeah. He has been awesome this year for the Ravens. Yeah. He was really good on Sunday, and I know it's the Cardinals, but – Man, he carved him up. He made some spectacular plays. Brian Baldinger, who we have on pretty regularly here on the show, he does these baldy breakdowns on his Twitter account, and he did one on Lamar last night where it just left him doing a chuckle. (laughs) Because Lamar threw a touchdown pass to Mark Andrews, and as he threw it, kicked his left leg in the air in the pocket. It, I couldn't believe he did it. It was the cleanest throw, too. So I would put Lamar there. And this is the thing. I root for Tua. I'm glad Tua's turned this around. They've they've gotten the ball out quicker. He's not taking big hits this year. He's getting down on the ground, not allowing guys to tackle him. I'm kind of with you though. Like it's not to to diss Tua. Sure. It's to just say, my God, what Tyreek Hill does every week. Yeah. Every team knows it. Who's the MVP of that offense? And I would probably lean Tyreek Hill. I, I would too. And I I feel like I'm disrespecting Tua a little bit because if sure. that was Mahomes or Allen, like he would Herbert, I think he'd be a no-brainer for people. We wouldn't pick the wide receiver over the quarterback there, but we kind of look at that and go, that's a different wide receiver. I think Tua needs a marquee win, too. It's different for quarterbacks and wide receivers in terms of the win category. Like you need to he needs to go out and have one of those games. They had a chance against Philly and he wasn't. 
he wasn't terrible in that game, but he also wasn't great. Like they've had, a, they got a chance this weekend. He beat man. Buffalo last year. I'm I'm talking about this year oh, for an MVP though. Gotcha. They went to Buffalo, they got smoked. They went to Philly and they were down in that game. They found a way back into it. That was a good game. You got Kansas City this weekend. Yeah, like, here's in a Germany. Tip, like, go get one of those marquee wins. Quarterbacks need marquee wins. I think for their MVP candidacy more than a wide receiver does. Wide receiver, you can just more look at the numbers. It's the NFL trade deadline today. We had a trade yesterday in the NFC West. This was an interesting one, and I'm. I'm still trying to gauge how I feel about it, so let's talk about it next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Brad Spielberg will join us coming up here at the bottom of the hour. He uh, writes for ProFootballFocus.com. Got an update here. It says uh, your poll has expired. So we ran the poll yesterday. Are you freaking out about Scoot Henderson after his first three games? <laughs> yes, what the hell? No, three games, calm down. That one actually ended up winning. 72.5%. Look at that, rational people. Slightly better game yesterday, but he did foul out. He still can't hit a shot to save his life. He can't shoot. He had twos, though. He's hitting twos. He was 4-5 or five with twos. He's... He just 0-6 for six from three. I think that's always been the question about him in the modern NBA. How does a player who, at least at this point in his career, is not an elite shooter, how does that fit? The mm. modern NBA is so dominated, dominated by guys who shoot the three ball. And it's like you couldn't find a, a more exact polar opposite to Lillard, where where Scoot's a great, you know, this athlete who can get up and dunk, and we all know the the traits that he brings in that regard, but doesn't possess the shooting ability that one Damian Lillard did. The uh, New York Giants yesterday made a trade with the old Seattle Seahawks. By the way, not a Seahawks fan in any way, kind of root against them most of the time. Sick-ass uniforms. Those were great. They're bringing them back, I saw, too, for the Dallas game, I believe. Yeah, I think. did they say that? Yeah, they were wearing them two times this season. I want the road yeah. ones. I want them to take that on the road, because I, I used to love the all-white ones. Can I just ask why we do this? Everybody acknowledges how great they are, and then we don't. Just make it permanent. Make it permanent. When, like I thought this when the Eagles were playing Sunday night against the Dolphins. How how clean was that look? The Kelly Greens. Like yeah. what are we what are we doing here? Well, because here's the other side of it. As much as we talk, remember the creamsicle with the Bucks a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the, I think the Titans are wearing their. Or no, that was last weekend, right? They, they did they the Oilers. Yeah. No, it was Oilers just, yeah this past weekend. Okay. We always talk about how much we like them, 
But like, I'm also old enough to say I was around when these were the jerseys and people used to kind of make fun of the Seahawks one. The Buck one was looked at as like, that's a loser uniform because they never won football games in my youth. That's true. The Eagle one was like, they were in that weird stage of going from Ray Rhodes to Andy Reid. <laughs> and so like, they used to have the Kelly Green with Randall Cunningham and then it kind of morphed into the forest green thing with the same helmet. Yeah, it got darker. I just, I think we forget that those uniforms in the moment weren't looked at the same way, but because they've been out of our lives for 25 years. We allow time to heal wounds. Yeah, and we go, oh, yeah, that's right. I was 11. <laughs> like, when I see the Seahawks uniform, this is going to age me compared to some of our audience. I My first thought when I look at that uniform are two players. Who do you go with? Rick Meyer. Yeah, Rick Meyer is for sure the one for me. Joey Galloway. Joey Galloway's I good. I loved Joey Galloway as a wide receiver with the Seahawks. Joey Galloway's good. I would probably go Rick Meyer, first pick. Some dirt uh, swag. I'd imagine you go Boz. Do you go Boz? You no, go I go Cortez Kennedy. There you go. Yeah, Cortez. Mm. And Kenny Easley. Okay. No Kurt Warner. No. Okay. Another one that random randomly pops in for me, too, is Ricky Waters. Ricky oh, Waters will yeah. pop in. At the end of his career. End of his career, late 90s, Ricky Waters in Seattle. Ricky Waters, Niner Eagle Ricky Waters. Good is player. Probably a Hall of Fame running back, but he won't make the Hall of Fame. No, I think that ship has sailed, but he was elite early in his Hall career. Hall of very, very good. Yes, and if he would have had a little more longevity and a little more health there yeah. at the end, would have had a great argument for it. Uh, sorry, sidetracked there on the uh, jersey note, but the Giants trade Leonard Williams, their defensive lineman, to Seattle in exchange for the Seahawks' second-round pick this coming draft and the 2025 fifth-round selection. To the Giants. The Giants will financially pick up most of the tab on this bill. Yes, they will. For his salary. But the Seahawks tra- trading away a second-round pick in this year's draft and a 2025 uh, fifth-round pick. What did you make of the trade? Because I've been wrestling with it back and forth. I mean, I, I, I have a hard time poking any holes in it. I, I think if you're Seattle, you're 5-2 and two at this point. You are now in first place in the NFC West. I still don't think you're going to win the division. You got to show me that you can beat San Francisco, and I'm not burying San Francisco because they've been in a rut here the last couple of weeks. I think they're going to lose again. The 40, this weekend? I think the Jags are going to get them. Okay. That might I think happen. They're ripe. They're ripe they're for the picking. Ripe for the picking. Yeah. It might happen. I still am not, I'm not letting that ship sail quite yet. And so I need to see Seattle because they, they were dominated when they played San Francisco all three times basically last year. That being said, you're clearly a playoff team in the NFC. The rest of the conference is pretty wide open. Like, you got Philly with one loss, and then after that, it's Seattle with two, it's Detroit with two, it's Dallas with two, and it's San Francisco with three. Like, that's the rest of your NFC right now. So whether you win the division or not, you're going to be a playoff team. What's a second-round pick in the grand scheme of things if Leonard Williams gives you the piece that you need to maybe win a playoff game or go on a a kind of run? Hmm. And so you're not picking up any of the tab, as you mentioned. And so the Giants are basically... Trade, you know, paying nine million dollars for, for draft cap for a second round pick and a fifth round pick, and the Seahawks are saying, "Ah, what the hell, man? We needed a little help up front, and Wosu's done for the year. Yep, our defensive line hasn't been terrible, but we need more depth. Leonard Williams, when healthy, can be a difference maker. I like the gamble. What? Why the hell not? Let's see if this can change your defense a little bit. Swag, did you think this was a good move? Like the Seahawks, to me, I I think trading a second. If this would have been like a five and a six, it would have been a nice. It would have been a nice deal for the Seahawks. I think the only hang-up is a second, and and to your point and something we've been hammering for years, like when I have a proven commodity, what do I care about a guy who may or may not hit in the second round versus what Leonard Williams is? Mm -hmm. Swag, I thought this was a big indicator. Seahawks all in on this, that they think they can win this division. 
they can take advantage of the Niners sliding a little bit here and give themselves a good shot into the playoffs. And I think what you're seeing now in the NFL, it's almost season to season. It, it takes you a little bit to figure out where you're going to fall, but you find yourself nearly halfway through atop the division. The NFC's wide open. I mean, the teams that we thought were going to run away with it have come back to the pack a little bit. So shore up an area that that is uh, not very deep and suspect. It'll be interesting to see if he jumps right in. They got a bit. We'll find out a lot about the Seahawks this weekend. They go to Baltimore. That's a massive. This we, is a big game. Swag, I'm glad you said that because I may or may not have highlighted this on the show. I couldn't remember if this was on the show or after the show when we and Dirt were talking. Week nine is the best weekend of of the football season in the NFL. You get a six for those who like to wake up early, and I know not everybody out there does on the weekends. Six thirty a.m. Germany game, Dolphins Chiefs. I'm really bummed it's not in America. I'd like those teams to be properly rested, but damn it, is that a great game? The ten a.m. window is going to give us Seattle at Baltimore because it's in Baltimore. The one o'clock window is going to give us Dallas at Philly. And Sunday Night Football is going to give us Bengals-Bills. I mean, every window has a premier game in it. And I know you've poo-pooed it a little bit, but I am kind of excited for the ugly, random, chaotic, stupid Chargers at Jets Monday Night Football game, too. <laughs> I think you're alone in that one. That's but okay. I'll let, you, I'll let you be on that bridge by yourself. The NFL Sickos Committee is right here. I love a lot of games. And here's what I would say to anybody criticizing the, the draft capital that goes into trade. I see the point on a second-round pick. Do you remember who Seattle's second-round pick was last year in the draft? I probably should, but I don't off the top of my head. Well, I didn't either. I had to Google it. Who they had it? two second-round picks. Zach Charbonnet was one of them. Okay, yeah. And I was like, all right, man. He played for them this weekend, yeah. Uh, and then Derek Hall, mm. who's a pass rusher, outside linebacker Hall from in. Auburn, who's yeah. Hall in, and he's, he's got seven tackles on the year. So it's one of those, like, all right, I get it. That seems like a lot, but how often do second-round picks turn into be Leonard Williams? I really like my Seahawks futures bet of the division right now. Well. Yeah. I really think the Niners are going to lose this weekend. The, could. the Jags are kind of built to expose what the Niners are struggling with. Mm-hmm. But if Bosa, I mean, Bosa can just wreck an entire game if he actually gets to the quarterback. He had a lot of pressures. He just couldn't tackle Joe Burrow. Yeah, I still look, even if you, they might end up winning the division. I just, I have a hard time seeing them go toe-to-toe with San Francisco in a playoff game and win. This is going to help you a ton. You needed to be beefier up front. You need to be able to slow down the run when you play San Francisco. And so maybe Leonard Williams gives them the missing piece. I just, I have a hard time getting those games from last year out of my head. Via Adam Schefter. 70% of the football games in the NFL this year have been one-score games going into the fourth quarter. That sounds about right. Every game is chaos and unpredictable. It's the witching hour. It, it, the witching hour. <laughs> That's pretty good. Was that a Dracula witch? That was kind of a little bit of a, yeah. <laughs> That absolutely scares me every time you hit it. It's terrifying. Uh, you said the witching hour, and then you went like a Dracula guy laugh. Yeah. What's Why your can't witch? a guy be a witch? Are there no witch men? It's 2023. I don't think they'd be called I witches. I thought they were called warlocks. Yeah. Well, really? They're wizards and warlocks. Yeah. Oh. Somebody that's can the male correct me. That's yeah. uh, it's 2023, man. Twilight nerd out we're, there. We're gender neutral out there. There's okay, no bro? pronouns for there's your... There's no pronouns your, for Halloween Town. Your witchcraft? No. There's no pronouns Witches for. are witches. Okay. Let right. me be a witch. All right. I want to be a male witch. 
Brad Spielberger, <laughs> he joins the show for the Daily Ticker next. Don't forget, we have the mail sack coming up at 8.15, Nimic at 8.30, but we talk some more NFL with Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Tuesday. Let's keep talking some NFL with one of our good friends, Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. He's a salary cap analyst. He's got some columns up uh, grading and breaking down some of the trades that we've already seen. It is trade deadline day. He kind of disagrees with us on the Seahawks thing. In the National Football League. And let's start there, Brad. We were just talking about Leonard Williams going uh, from New York to Seattle and the Giants picking up the tab, a second and a fifth round pick. You're you're uh, not 100% certain on this one. Just what was the reaction when you saw the trade and how do you feel about it for Seattle? Yeah, I certainly like it from a football standpoint. You, you always have to analyze these things as how does it impact winning games, but also, you know, what is the value like? What are you giving up for this player? And so, I mean, starting with the value, Leonard Williams is a good football player. There's no question about it. And, yes, the Giants did retain $9.5 million, which is why they got a second and a fifth-round pick because you basically pay extra for that team to retain all that salary. But, you know, this is a guy that's in a contract year that is not franchise taggable because he's already been tagged twice. You're not going to get tagged a third time as a non-quarterback. So the risk is you potentially, you know, trade a second and a fifth for 10 games of a 29-year-old defensive lineman, um, you know, they are in a window. They're a good team. They're now leading their division. He's a great run defender, one of the best in the NFL the last five-plus years at the position, and the last couple of years has really taken that step as a pass rusher. He has a top 25 pass rush win rate for us this season, 22 pressures, a bunch of really good numbers there. So good player, good fit. It bolsters a, a position they need to continue to add at. He plays well off of a guy like a Draymond Jones, but – it is certainly a steep price to pay. There's no question about it. Well, I, I think it indicates too, Brad, as you highlight in your piece, like Seattle clearly sees a window here. They're playing well, right? They they come back and escape Cleveland. San Francisco's now lost three in a row. I think they're kind of ripe for another loss at Jacksonville. We'll have to wait and see on that. What do you make of the Niners' recent slump and downfall, I guess, from where they were top of the NFL in everybody's mind to now losing three games in a row? Joe Burrow and the Bengals, man, they, they threw it all over that defense and uh, handled them pretty convincingly. What do you make of Brock Purdy and the Niners right now in their slump? Yeah, you know what's interesting is, is that I think the Purdy perception was way too high the first five weeks, and people held him in too high of a regard, but now it's kind of swung too far the other direction. 
And this is kind of a classic, you know, just some of the PFF stuff we do. We talk a ton about turnover-worthy plays, you know, dropped interceptions, things of that nature. He had a ton of them in the first five weeks, but no one caught any of them. And we kept saying, like, yeah, he's getting away with it. His box scores are incredible. And he has made a bunch of nice throws. But there's probably going to be some regression on some of these balls he's putting in harm's way. And flash forward a couple weeks, and what did he have? Five turnovers the last two games. Both the interceptions against Cincinnati were, were as ugly as they can get. Frankly, the both both of the interceptions against Minnesota were as well. So, but but he hasn't been that bad. He made a lot of nice throws in both of those games. He continues to get the ball out quickly, get it to playmakers in space, let them go to work after the catch. Honestly, my bigger concern with them is this defense has to be a team that pretty much every single week is holding opponents to even the good ones you know, 25, 20 points or less. And they've been easy to run on this year. Joe Mixon had one of the best games he's had in probably three years, you know, consistently getting chunk gains, staying ahead of the chains on pretty much every rush. And then you can pick on this secondary if they're not getting home with the pass rush, which they haven't the last two weeks either. So they're Mm. still very good. They're going to figure it out. I think maybe they make a move today in adding a defensive player but, yeah, the defense is not, you know, what they need to be to kind of help carry this this offense right now. Interesting. We're talking with Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. You can go give him a follow on Twitter at PFF underscore. Brad, we were having an MVP conversation earlier. I feel like this is a weird year in the NFL where there's not that one quarterback that's kind of dominant statistically above everybody else. Some guys have nice wins. Some guys are looking for nice wins. Like, Tua's been really good, but he doesn't have necessarily a marquee win under his belt. We kind of thought, hey, like, do some of these wide receivers on teams deserve more credit? Is Tyreek Hill deserving of being the number one spot in the MVP? I know it's early, but if you were an MVP voter, how would you feel about that? Because it feels like it's been a unique year where a lot of the good quarterbacks have turned the football over a ton. I think you're 100% right. You know, there isn't really a quarterback that has stamped his place as being, you know, that, that top guy. I think Lamar Jackson with a couple more games like he's had the last two weeks could probably get into that conversation. Um, you know, and of course, other guys are in the mix. But yeah, I think it's kind of hard right now, as of today, to argue that it shouldn't be Tyreek Hill. I mean, the guy is on pace for 2,000-plus yards. Just every single week is getting you, I don't know, at least 85 yards on five-plus catches and probably a score or two. Uh, it's just remarkable how consistent he's been, how explosive he's been. He's winning them games, you know, and not to take away from Tua, but, you know, it, it, it waddles been better getting healthy now, but, but Tyreek Hill has been absurd. Hmm. Uh, if, if I was to ask you, Brad, which game this weekend you're most excited for, we went through the week nine slate, and there's like a great marquee game in every window, right? You got Dolphins Chiefs at 630 in Germany, our time. You've got Seahawks at Baltimore at 10 a.m. our time. You've got Eagles and Cowboys at one o'clock our time. And Sunday night football is Bengals Bills. And I don't want to leave it no minute, but I'm kind of juiced for Chargers Jets on Monday night football. <laughs> which which game for you though, Brad? Are you kind of like you circled it? You're excited for all of them, but you circled this one for what reason? What's the game for you? I thought you were going to say you didn't want to leave out Titans Steelers Thursday night. That's going to be a barn burner. I got to be honest. I'm sold on it, Brad. I was telling my co-host Dirt over here. I'm like, you know what? I want to see if Levis can do this again. I kind of like the Steelers coming off of a loss with some, you know, some gambling value, but I don't think the Steelers are very good. So I don't know how to feel about Thursday night football uh, overall. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be an ugly one, but it, it'll be intriguing. It'll be a good matchup, like you said. Seeing will Levis will be fun. But anyway, to answer your question in, in actuality. Um, I think Dolphins Chiefs, I'm, I'm sorry you guys have to wake up at the crack of dawn for it. Uh, you know, for me, it's 930, which, which is a little bit more tolerable. But 
this this look ahead line before the season was Chiefs minus five and a half. And we're talking about moving not just a field goal in value, but across the key number of three. Kansas City now only laying two and a half points. And I'm just wondering, look, I know Kansas City has had some warts. They obviously do not really have a wide receiver that is a viable week-to-week option. But as good as Miami's been, you know, have they really, in my perception, I don't think they've earned that much trust to move that spread against, you know, still probably the best team in the NFL. And I think the underrated reason why, despite the offensive struggles, why I don't really get it, I think this Chiefs defense is a top-five unit in the NFL. It is the youngest uh, in terms of average age across the entire league. They get Charles Amenahu back from a suspension, and he's had sacks in the last two games now, and also has been a consistent pass-rushing force. So a couple injuries in Miami. Maybe they get back to Ron Armstead and a couple other offensive linemen. But can they you know, continue to make splash plays against a, a, a blitzing defense, a defense that plays a ton of press coverage is going to try to, you know, bump Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle off their route stems and do different things, which, you know, could go one of two ways. Could go great, or those guys could just burn mm. the corners and, and pick up big games. But anyway, long answer short, I am fascinated by that game. I, I think it's a, you know, potential AFC Championship preview-type matchup. I, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. It is trade deadline day in the NFL. We know Leonard Williams went. Is there any are, – are we expecting fireworks? We're out here kind of rooting for Devontae Adams to get dealt. Like, I would kind of like to see Saquon get dealt. Like, there's some bad teams that I don't really want to watch the rest of the year, and I'd love to see those guys on difference-making teams. Do you think we get fireworks today? I do. I do. I think it's not going to be quite as fun as last year. You know, we had Hawkinson, McCaffrey, and Bradley Chubb, and all yeah. these big splashes. But – I think we're going to get a couple. I would be, I'll say this. I would be surprised if one of the Washington edge defenders does not move. Um, I think that is going to happen. I would lean towards Montez Sweat if I had to pick one of the two guys that I think is going to move. Um, I would keep an eye on the Atlanta Falcons and the Chicago Bears there, potentially as some teams that could be in the mix. Um, and, and then I do think now with the trade request last night from the Chicago Bears by cornerback Jalen Johnson, I, I get a feeling he's also going to get moved. I, I don't think he wants to sign a deal with Chicago. Um, I would keep an eye on Philly, San Francisco, you know, maybe Buffalo, Pittsburgh for Jalen Johnson services. So plenty of other smaller moves I'm sure happen. I think those are the two you know, marquee moves that I would expect today. Mm, interesting. Great stuff. Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus. Give him a follow on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. And uh, he's got a piece upgrading the Seahawks trade of for Leonard Williams, I should say, uh, from yesterday. Brad, we always appreciate the time out here in Portland, man. Thanks so much. And hopefully we can do it again soon. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. There you go. Brad Spielberger talking some NFL. Wondering if a second-round pick is is too much compensation. I think it's a valid argument to make. I think you and I, I don't want to speak for you. I, I tend to look at this stuff sometimes, though, as I don't. I guess I just don't value draft picks as much as some teams do. <laughs> and I look sometimes when I see the, the cost of a trade. I understand you want to have cheap talent, and that's yeah. what mainly rookies are. But the hit clip on on second round picks is what percent, right? And so the chances of getting a player that's a difference maker like Leonard Williams, I understand it's a risk because he couldn't be, be there for only a, a ten games, 10 games and, then, yeah. and then bounce. But I like the message it sends to your locker room, dude. We're five and two. We're playing good. Let's go get a difference maker. You don't need to go all Rams and be like f them picks. But, yeah, I mean, I know Leonard Williams when he's playing and if he stays healthy is a productive player for a defensive line that really needs talent to help kind of bolster what their defense is. They're secondary. Adams gets the crucial play with his helmet. Uh, Reek <laughs> Wolin has been a stud this year, and Witherspoon is all over the field laying hits and breaking up passes. I, I think defensive line was obvious area of upgrade that they need. They got a guy that they know what they're going to get. And again, second-round pick, very high level of pick to be giving up for 10 games potentially. But, I mean, Seahawks are going to be picking at what right now? 
middle to back end of the draft. Right. And there's no given at that anyway. So I get cause for, I don't know, concern for it from the Seahawks angle. But I also like when teams say, you know what, we got a shot here. Like, Let's go for it. Let's go get a talented piece, and we'll figure it out uh, other ways. Where Sprague was right, and let's make fun of somebody together, we'll do that next on The Fan. Well, sometimes you hit, and sometimes you miss. Yesterday, my co-host hit. I did? You did. You hit. What I hit on? Well, we were asking the question aloud. The question was posed by one Jason Swigard. How long will it take? How long yeah. will it take? Oh yeah, for your Portland Trailblazers. Devastating day yesterday to get their first win did of the you, season. Did you take some money line action? So on that? I, um, I hope you did. I got super busy, oh. and now I've got uh, gymnastics along in my life because I have two kids, and so I got stuck in a shoddy warehouse of gymnastics <laughs> with a twelve-inch television. <laughs> Travis Demers in my ear and very shoddy internet service. So no, I actually missed my window to Moneyline Bet the Blazers, which it probably I think I looked at it. It was like plus three eighty. Oh yeah, it was gonna be a lot. I mean, they were it, the line they kept creeping. Nine. It was nine nine and a half at tip. Yeah. So, but Moneyline bets usually on that don't go much higher than like plus five, plus five fifty. Uh, so yeah, I missed my window. Unfortunately, I called it, but you I didn't it. gamble it like mm. an idiot. Missed opportunity, but I, um, I made up for it with my. With the Lions, the Roar Boys. You got your Roar Boys. Yeah. I did, yeah. So, yeah, it was before we get to that, because we did ask that question yesterday, and we, we wondered a lot how long will it take. You said, well, the Raptors are kind of a weird team. Like, they could win tonight. We laughed in your face and said, no, they won't. You're an idiot. And uh, they ended up winning. Before we get to that, though, can we all collectively make fun of the Miami Heat? Can that be a thing that we do? Uh, sure. What do you want to make fun of them for? They have the same record as us. <laughs> <laughs> They're one in three. They've lost three in a row. There's they have the second worst record, actually tied for the worst record in the Eastern Conference. Yes, it is only four games, but still yeah. a little funny that they are still terrible. winless. Yeah, Memphis. Oh, okay. Memphis can't win a game to well, save their they lives. They don't have half ah, their bad. starting lineup, so yeah. But they're getting annihilated, is what's happening. <laughs> Just getting blown out in every game. What do you mean half of their starting lineup? Jaron's playing. Marcus Smart's playing. Well, they, they don't have we... Stephen Adams. Yeah. They don't have Adams. Adams they don't and have Brandon Moran. Clark, and they don't have. No. I guess Clark doesn't start. He should start. Clark is a bench start. guy, which hopefully Memphis wants to trade. Do they need a center? Do they need a guard? We got those. They do need a center. Okay. You just mentioned Adams. Yes. Yeah. Oh, touche. Yeah. They need a center. Let's trade him, Let's trade him Robert Williams. What are we doing here? Let's <laughs> I make love a that deal. you said his name and then you went, do they need a center? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who else they got. Who's their, other, who's their starting center right now? Uh, they're running it They're running it kind of small with Jaron Jackson. Okay, I like yeah. how we went Australia in there. Or British, I'm not sure. As New Zealand, it's, New it's Zealand, Stephen Mike, Adams. Mike, you got to go New Zealand. Stephen Adams. So I just wanted to make fun of the Miami Heat. I think that's kind of funny that they suck. And their fans are stupid. The ones that actually exist, and good, good for them that they're they've lost three in a row and they're terrible. Uh, I I did watch about twelve minutes of the game last night. Hey. I flipped to it a little bit in the second half because I'm like, ah, you know, let's let's check this out. This okay. is a closer game. I gambled on the Toronto Raptors, so my fade Blazers cost me for the first time this year. Yeah, we will get back on that horse. We will remain committed to the long term strategy. We're not going to overreact to one game. Tomorrow's game's going to be kind of feisty. Who are they playing tomorrow? The Pistons. Ah, give me Detroit. What's the line? Do we know? Early look? Not sure yet? I haven't seen it yet. So I flipped over in the second half, and uh, I heard your stupid voice in my head of like, yeah, Toronto's kind of weird. They're not that good. And I'm watching that game, and I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Toronto's kind of weird. They're not that good. They got a lot of wings. They don't really have a ball handler. They can't shoot. All I was thinking was, dude, we have Anthony Simons. You have 37 wing players. Can we make something happen here? We'll trade you. I know not now because he's got a broken thumb, but when he's back, we'll give you Ant. You give us OG. 
call it a deal and we'll move on. You I want would, OG? I think I would still take OG. You'd want yeah. OG on this team? Yeah, why not, man? I, I want some dick. I, I want Grady Dick in Portland. I think he could be a nice role piece for them. Um, you know, look, Toronto, and I, I said yes, they are a weird team. They didn't make a move. Like No, they're uh, just like, what are you doing? How, how do you look at your roster last year and the way it ends and there's all this dysfunction and Nick Nurse isn't happy and you just run it back? You didn't trade Pascal Siakam? Scotty Barnes, to me, like Scotty Barnes is a third or fourth option on a team, not a one or two. I'm out on Scotty Barnes as a one and two. Jakob Pertle, Grady Dick, Gary Trent Jr. I yeah, Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> like, what are we doing? You can't shoot. You got all these random guys. Yeah. I don't, it's just a bad mix in Toronto. Anyways, uh, good good play. And I we what I liked about it. I'll give him credit because if I'm publicly gonna destroy him i should be complimentary if i really feel that way dominate and dominated the glass at least i thought chauncey coached a good game he did i okay. did i i thought chauncey looked at the moment and said we could lose this game but it's good for morale not to lose every game <laughs> you gotta give one so let's put jeremy deandre and malcolm to close this thing out we'll put Shaden with them we'll put Barry out there and that's what they did and they went and they took it malcolm brogdon is a taller andre miller and DeAndre controlled the hell out of the glass. Good game for Shaden, by the way. Should have had five or six assists, not three. Good little game for Shaden Sharp last night. Scoop played better. He still can't shoot the three. That's not breaking news to anybody. He's got some foul trouble early, too. He's a, he's kind of a bull in a china shop a little bit. He's struggling a little bit in that department, too, no doubt. But uh, it, was a, it was a nice little win and a block party, man. <laughs> The Shaden block and the Bari Dick block was amazing. That was awesome. That was really good to end the third quarter on. That was cool. So the Blazers will not go winless this year, ladies and gentlemen. They got one. How many more will they get? We don't know, but they will not go winless. I, I know you're you're going to say yeah and then probably not watch it, but like I'm being serious. Wednesday could be interesting because Detroit is like one of those... Oh, I'll watch a game tomorrow night. They're a year and a half ahead of where Portland yeah, is. Yeah, but they're still young. They're still exactly. figuring it out. Cade, like you get to watch Tamani guard Cade. And then you get Duran and Aiton. Duran is leading the NBA in rebounds per game, and I think Duran's been awesome. I think DeAndre has the most rebounds in the league. Does Detroit need a guard? Can we get Duran? Do we? Can we get Duran from them? Uh, no, no, no. Why don't. would they give us Duran? Why not? We'll trade you. Wait, why would we? We need Duran. Let's go get another big guy. We we already have two centers. I want to go the in, well. We're going to trade Robert Williams. We know that. Probably not for a while though. Yeah, not unless Memphis like says here's he gets desperate. Yeah, here's a first in a player. Hey, I'll watch the game tomorrow night. I told you I'm going to be watching. Now last night was different. You had a World Series game on and a Monday Night Football game on. No, like, I, 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 you're not cutting yeah. through tomorrow no, night. Series game on Wednesday. Tomorrow, I know. Game five. Yeah, but I got a series. Could be over I can do two screens. I can't do three. Three's too many. I can do two. That's what I can handle. Could be a three one situation and in that case i'd say eh, world series is maybe an ipad game you know yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah there could be a little bit of that could be a little bit of that well there you go there's your you were right segment you called it yesterday congratulations the blazers got a win and uh they are out of off the schneid mm. and uh, they have the same record as the miami heat i just i find it i thought it was a little funny i chuckled when they ended up winning because it's just like less than 15 hours earlier <laughs> swag was like we were wondering if they're going to win. Game they're going to win. I'm like, well. I mean, to be fair, he was not wrong in the overall thinking of that. They no. suck, and they are going to lose. I mean, that game was still about Toronto could not yes. get the broadside of a barn. Well, that, yes. I mean, really, that's what happened. Toronto <laughs> lost it. Yes. I, I, I'm not sitting here saying Portland dominated the game. No, no I mean, four Toronto threes, shoot. four of twenty nine from three, four of twenty nine. 
Portland shot 31% and Toronto had a worse percentage. That's bad basketball. (laughs) That's really bad. I I kind of, I find, I find myself doing two things. I find myself rooting very hard against Miami Uh because I love Spo. I respect Riley. I like Jimmy and Bam, but kind of like F that team. Yes. And then I also find myself just always chuckling and enjoying watching the Raptors lose for some reason. Okay. Because I find their GM mind numbing. Is it because they think they're the North, but they're not really the North? Is that what it is? Well, they they traded all they could to get Kawhi to win a title, and now they're in a position where they could trade some pieces to maybe make something make more sense, and they won't do it. They're I that just don't fantasy get it. football owner that has like three guys at one position, but they refuse to trade with anybody else in the league. And it's like, why are you doing that? Yeah. To have two guys sitting on your bench, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, so the Blazers got their first one of the year. We got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. The college football playoff rankings are coming out tonight. What are we going to be outraged about? There will be something that pisses us off. We got the mail sack coming up at 8.15. Get your questions in, 503-864-6326. That's the Vancouver Ford text line. You can also hit us up on YouTube in the chat section there. And Andrew Nimick at 830 Loaded. Final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt Sprague on 1080 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 